1: This episode is brought to you by Verizon. Get a Verizon Business Unlimited plan from the network businesses rely on. Hey, Monica, with 5G Ultra Wideband in many more cities, you get up to 10 times the speed at no extra cost. Hello downloads in no time. Plus, unlimited premium data and hotspot data to keep the signal flowing and your teams going. Come in or book an appointment with a Verizon business expert to find the right plan for your team. 5G Ultra Wideband available in over 1,700 cities with Business Unlimited Pro 2.0 smartphone plan. Speed comparison is to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Download speeds may vary depending upon network and coverage conditions and content optimization for 5G Ultra Wideband.
2: We're back, episode two of week 1057 and a half. What's up, everybody? Here with Javier
3: Jase, my friend, my brother. What's up, man? Doing great, doing great. Super excited about our jam packed show today. Legitimately. I honestly hate the pronunciation. Can I try again? Jam packed show. It's beautiful.
2: Uh, drop a one in the chat if you think that was beautiful. I think it's beautiful. You get a one from me, Javi. Uh, we legitimately should go back to Cannabis Hour for this show because we have uh, two amazing guests, plus an awesome uh, interview took place yesterday that we're going to play with you talking about AFC Gamma's earnings. Uh, a major lender in the space just signed a deal with two FDIC-insured banks in a uh, $60 million uh, revolving credit facility. Huge news for them. Uh, but Lynn Tannenbaum chatted with me yesterday about that, but you know. Aside from that, let's get one minute yeah, no, here, Javier. Totally. It, yeah.
3: How doing? no news. I have no news here. No I news. Just,
2: I just I, the only thing I want to say: earnings are generally positive, right? That's that's we don't need to talk about specifics. True Leave had a great showing. Um, Ascend Wellness had a good showing. Uh, I think today We're, we'll talk to them tomorrow about it. Um, overall, that's just what I think earnings have been decently positive for Q1. Javier, any thoughts there before we jump into the first no. interview?
3: Very interesting. You can go to benzinga.com slash cannabis to find all the news. You, you have everything from zone properties to relief, everyone reporting this week. It's just too much, man. Yeah, God, it's oh, so man. many
2: people reporting one week. We're we need We need a cannabis two-hour show. Anyways, Javier... Let's get started, dude. I'm pumped. We're going to talk to two awesome people today live. Everybody, drop your questions. Uh, Schwaz is awesome. If we have time, uh, we'll talk about their awesome partnership with Lowell Farms. But, Javier, go ahead and introduce our first guest. Let's dive
3: right in. Sir, are we starting with Chris? Yes. I believe so. Yes, sir. Today, our first guest out of three is Chris Falkertz. He's the CEO and founder of Grenco Science. You might know them better as G-Pen. Let's roll those credits
2: what's up chris how you doing man welcome in oh. you've been well man it's good to have you on this is your first time joining us correct yeah, thanks for having me of course of course hey tell us a little bit about yourself how'd you get into cannabis man tell us about your journey here
4: sure i guess uh like everybody it started as a passion and. and uh, Know, high school and, and continued on um, into, uh, you know, business ventures, albeit, uh, uh, you know, whatever market it might have been to start with, and everybody transitioned over to, you know, medical, and then, you know, we got ourselves into hardware. So, you know, I, I myself, I guess I've been in this space for about 15 years now. Um,
3: oh, gee, if there ever was
2: one, my God.
3: Fifteen years, and you're still alive, man. Yeah. man. I have I have one of my first stories with legal cannabis products. So, so I'm like, okay, what do we do? I have some weed in my room in my hotel, but you know we can't smoke a joint there. What do we do? It's late at night. I walk into a um, a smoke store or a smoke shop in, in New York, and I go, "Give me your best dryer vaporizer." And without hesitating, he goes, "This is the cheap," and it's endorsed by Snoop Dogg back then, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> Take this one. This is the one.
2: Yeah. Chris, I don't know about you, man, but it's it's pretty legit to be one of Javier Haas's first experiences. <laughs> with,
4: no, I evangelized. Yeah.
3: I
2: evangelized
3: <laughs> an investor.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so you know, I guess, Chris, give us a little rundown, man. You you have tons of celebrity partnerships, right? Uh you guys have been in the space for a while.
4: We yeah, have. This is our 10 year uh anniversary currently this year, so that's been a big accomplishment for the. Thank you. Um, you know, I guess I guess we could we could start off with you know the most notable and and, and that which I think really put us on the map, which was, which was you know Snoop um, that partnership. I think even at his time and to this day has been one of the most um, well-done celebrity uh, you know endorsement and partnership deals
0: in the space.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, man. So, where, where can like where where are your products right now? Like, are, are they across the U.S.? I think I saw on your site they're in Canada. Uh, so, you're an international company, correct?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that through our through our distribution, we probably reach upwards of about 50 different countries. You know, through sub distribution. Um, wow. You know, and again, that's that's where the smoke shop industry has had um, a more traditional pipeline, and, and, you know, you look at that, at that industry versus other industries where you're, you're limited to state, uh, you know, or local, uh, you know, state or country, we've been fortunate enough to be in the hardware space, you know, distribution has, um, you know, been, I would say a little bit more traditional in the sense of uh, versus plant production.
3: I know that this might be a little bit frivolous for some, but but I am still interested in, in some of the other celebrity deals that you've done. Uh, Berner is a member of the Benzinga Advisory Council. He's a member of the advisory council of El Planteo, our Latin American media outlet. He definitely knows his cannabis better than most people out there. Be Real is another very good friend of the house. And again, I really take whatever they say about weed, I take it seriously. Like they know their stuff. For uh, you know, I just don't want to be swearing here. But let's say they know their stuff. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, you can swear though if you want. It's fine. <laughs> How do these come to be, and and is there an economic benefit, real benefit to G
4: right, and its investors, or is it just more so, so, so in You know, let's let's touch on those two. Uh, Bernard and E-Real are both partners of the company, right? I think that if you look at. Um, you know, with 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 both of them, we've had a relationship with B as we went back in the ten year and started looking at things. It's like really since the beginning, right? And and Burner not that long, not too long after that, right? It's connected through Taylor Gang, Wiz, and that whole crew as well. So, you know, it, it's been interesting that we had this relationship prior to, and I think that you know. When we sat down, the conversations that we had—I think it was a very humbling experience. I remember both of them. It's like, you know, hey, I don't—I wouldn't. This is who I see is the perfect synergy for me as a uh, as a partner, and then my brands, right? Because ultimately, you're talking about them as individuals, and then their brands, right, subsequently that subsequently that are along with that. So I think that you know, having them stamped out and said, "Look, like." I see that you guys are going to have, um, you know, another ten years, and I think that that's what we really focus on. It's like, hey, look, this product and, and, and category is hardware because we don't, it, you know, it's not, it, it's not limited to um, dryer vaporizers or concentrate vaporizers or, uh, you know, any kind of a, a consumable good or anything like that, right? We we, we touch all of them. So I said, you know. Realistically, I think that when we sat down, we really looked at what is that long-term plan for for the brands, and how does that partnership line up? I think that you know what you're seeing is a really good example. I mean, you know, I couldn't have more respect for either of the individuals, everything that they do and are currently doing for the space. Right, and then on top of it, I'm like lucky enough to call them friends. Right? So. We're going to do
2: a dance anytime.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'm on somebody else's computer here because I am out of time. My apologies. Um, so, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're fortunate enough to have that working relationship with them where, you know, we talk directly and we're looking at what the initiatives are for the company and what are we pushing and how are we pushing it. And, you know, I think that. Um, um, You know that's really important because you look at celebrity endorsed brands a lot of times it's really just a matter of them having input on packaging. yeah right it could be limited to something as 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 little as that and then up from there but i think with us you know as far as we're developing hardware and projects and products that you know we're able to work with them from conception on a lot of the things that we're working on right i think that's important because look, they use the product, right? That's the, the end, as you see, and, you know, um, and and the people that we work with, I think that's the important part is that, you know, you do, you see a lot of endorsement deals and in, 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 in certain spaces, and it's like a collab, it's a flash in the pan, you see somebody pop up and make a post about it, it's like, you know, we really focus on, on strategic long-term partnerships.
2: Yeah. Can you, um, Can can you give me a sense? You talked about the future of brands here. You know, you, are first in years and where you're going there. The innovation side is super interesting to me as well. uh, For the technology uh, of your pins, you know, we're seeing a lot of heat, not burn stuff pop up. We're seeing, you know, these different innovations on vaporizations pop up. And honestly, it seems like vaporization products are are on the up and up right now in terms of of trends in certain markets like Michigan uh, and other, other pretty big cannabis markets. So, Um, Innovation-wise, I mean, is there a certain direction? And If you can tell us, I guess I should add that
4: caveat. Um, Yeah. Um, You know, I I think that uh, you you hit a lot of points that we're pushing on. And I think that, you know, as I said earlier, we do focus on innovation in all the individual categories, right? So you look at dry herb, that's the majority of the market. Dry herb vaporizers are having solutions there, whether it be, um, you know, there's a company we're working with uh, out of Massachusetts right now called Hue, H-U-U-E. Those are pre-pressed um, cannabis pucks for vaporization and yeah, uh, the cool. solution both for consumers who um, use dryer or you know, our, our flower our flower. Prior vaporizer users, or even potentially are, are, are looking for, you know, some sort of alternative to a cartridge, potentially, right? Um, that's something that we're looking at, in, and that's a company that we're working with that's innovating in, in, in regards to the plant, and that's in conjunction with that the hardware. Um, when you look at, like, concentrate products, which we do have a lot of focus on as well, right, um, there's our next big product to come out, will be a, a big push for us in the concentrate market. Um, you'll see that in the next 60 to 90 days, um, we're set for launch on that, we're currently in production on that product. Um, mm-hmm. And then I guess, you know, the, the, the addition of student glass to our portfolio uh, in 2020, really also laid a lot of ground for innovation as well, right? It's a mm-hmm. product that, you know, um, we, we've worked to have, I think, uh, again, another 10 years ahead of us, and um, you know, it's, it's it's been great to see that, you know, that, that product has been met with so much uh, reception and enthusiasm in a lot of different spaces, and again, that, that product in itself means a lot for the innovation category. Awesome,
2: man. Yeah, that was, that was a great answer. Thank you, Chris. Javier, anything else uh, to touch on real quick
3: with Chris while we got him? I think we are out of time. I wish uh, we had more time to discuss. Now
2: we got to have an episode too, Chris. Honestly, yeah, you got a lot I, I, of things I going
3: on. I want to have you back on to explain how you make uh, dryer vaporizers not suck, which is <laughs> that <big thing. laughs> uh, but, but that
4: needs like quite a bit of time. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure, and I appreciate you
2: taking the time. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. You have a great rest of your day.
4: You guys, take care. Thank
2: you. Awesome, that was a cool interview. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I know Javiera has loads more questions, but uh, ju- maybe we'll get. What if we get like Pax and him on at the same time? <laughs> I mean, would they hate each other? Would they love each other? Is it amicable? Is it? I'm gonna. If we weren't in the computer screen, I'd throw a piece of credit you? I don't know. Uh, anyways, we can find out. Who knows? Honestly, though, super cool conversation with Chris.
3: Where the competition is more fears.
2: Yeah, why not? Helps the market, right? Helps consumers, makes products better. Um, all right, Javier, uh, very excited about our next guest. We're going to keep it rolling here because we have three really cool interviews. Um, the next one here, we have Rudy Ellenbogen, CEO and I believe co-founder Mm -hmm. of uh planta scientific aaron let's roll it in brother we're gonna need an episode two for you too rudy Uh, i don't know how we get all this in 10 minutes man um but all right so let's roll rudy tell us about you man
5: how did you make your way into cannabis because you have a really cool journey <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's good to see you guys. Uh, I didn't know your show is so fun, man. You, the energy is high and this is awesome. So I'm excited to be here. I, I was in Colorado from 2014 until 2018 with Verde Naturals, the CEO, of, uh, largest indoor living soil grow in Colorado, and also had uh, Dab DabLogic, that's uh, a renowned non-solvent brand.
2: Awesome. And you worked with some pretty cool people at Verde, right? Yes. Uh,
5: who are you referring to? <laughs> uh, the one re- that you and I spoke about was uh, Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong, yeah. We, yes. uh, when Tommy Chong launched in Colorado, they chose us to be their uh, their exclusive uh, supplier of flour. Um, so that was a good experience. And you probably
2: worked with so many people, you don't even remember uh, that you worked we, with Tommy we Chong. Had
5: a, <laughs> we, we, we had conversations with Dead & Co., which was really exciting. Yep. Uh, they They chose to wait until federal legalization, because of some of the other, other stuff that they do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a fun ride. Also met a lot of OGs that, you know, started this industry from the beginning. And, um, you know, the respect for those people is always there for me. What about
3: Planta? Can you tell us
5: about what you do i know it's it's a little bit complex so it's yeah but it's not it's not that complex planta. Doubt, no, I, 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 <laughs> planta is planta scientific is, is my new company uh started a year ago um and it's a miami-based innovation and manufacturing lab for uh cannabinoids um, these are cannabinoids for uh, consumer packaged good companies in uh, with drop-in technology uh, and so You know, drop-in technology is solving a problem uh, with the standards in in cannabis manufacturing today, which is that isolate is what's mainly being used for uh, mass market products with uh, CBD and miners. And it's not an ingredient that it's easy to use or or to the standards of traditional CPG.
2: You know, I was was talking to a good friend of mine uh, who was in cannabis. Now he's not in cannabis anymore, but he brought up uh, an interesting point to me today, was there is a shampoo company, a pretty well-known one, uh, that has an herbal de-stressing kind of ingredient or active uh, formula to it. Uh, I don't think it's – it may not be CBD or they maybe they just can't call it CBD. Who knows yet? Um, But, I mean, I would imagine you're focusing in on, on certain cannabinoids right to do this yeah. and and you know i think you know for our audience's sake it's not just thc and cbd you're working with a
5: lot more right yeah so you know we work with cbd cbn and cbg primarily um because these are cannabinoids that primary research points to efficacy in you know treating a lot of uh medical issues including pain and pigmentation and acne, et cetera. We're, for the, we're, we're starting with cosmetics and transdurable. The reason why we're working with these minors as well is because we all know mm-hmm. about the entourage effect, right? Um, all the cannabinoids, terpenes, and, and other uh, oils, fats, lipids, and things that, that work um, within the, the natural form of the plant uh, for a synergistic effect. Well, that's really hard to do in manufacturing. Uh, you know, people try to go with broad spectrum, full spectrum, but uh, it's not really uh, being effective. And what we're trying to in- introduce is functionality and, and efficacy um, by doing our nanotechnology, uh, but also by uh, using an ensemble effect. And so, you know, adding in miners, um, you know, ourselves. To formulas uh, can really get uh, a much more synergistic and you know potent effect. That's so cool.
3: I remember uh, a few weeks ago you were we were chatting. You were recommending some restaurants in Austin, completely unrelated. And I asked you like, what's the difference between what Plantai is doing and say like a regular cannabis beverage, what what we see in, in a canned beverage?
5: Yeah, today we the the, the nano. Uh, particle, the nano uh, ingredients used in beverages today are emulsions. Emulsions are uh, have a taste problem. Emulsions take a lot more volume um, and they are unstable. That's why some products after you, they ask you to shake them, right? And so we have packed nanotechnology, which is nanoparticles. Nanoparticles are basically going from a forty four or four thousand nanometers of the isolate to 100 nanometers. So that small size allows to mix much better and not be the difference between oil and water that separates. So it's it's really game changer. So, you know,
2: I mean, just looking at this from the business perspective, mm-hmm. uh, you know, looking at, you know, you're looking at perhaps working with um, a, a major makeup brand um, mm-hmm. that you might find in like Sephora or something like that, among, among other products for sure as well. Um, you know, some would look at this as an opportunity to be acquired by a major company, but I feel like you all have such larger uh opportunities here that you could we, be a major player in this industry for a long time.
5: We're we're really we're really trying to disrupt because there's been a huge drop since the hype of CBD two years ago, mm-hmm. right? CBD was everywhere, everyone was excited about it, and like now it's like CBD so is gone. Let's go to uh, psychedelics. Let's go to uh, you know, clinics. Uh, and so it's not that it, that it doesn't work. It's just it didn't work because the supply chain was broken because the ingredient that we were trying to give them to use didn't work. So you know, the endocannabinoid system is not going anywhere. Our receptors are not going anywhere. The efficacy, we're working with genetic testing so we can actually have markers for these companies. We're already formulating for one public company that was there at at Benzinga Cannabis capital uh, in Miami. Um, So that was really, really good. And and we're working with a team that comes from CPG. Um, Our chief science officer was at the highest level, executive level of Procter and Gamble, um, and and people from cosmetics that uh, that have formulated for huge brands like Honest and um, Wella and many others. That's so cool. And, you know, how
3: does, uh, you know, I think we have time probably for one more question. How does, like, individualized medicine play into this, right? Like, you're talking right. about how CBD is kind of a gone fat, if you will, but, but at the same time, cannabinoid medicine
5: isn't really. Right, right. Well, the reason why we're starting with transdermal is because you can have localized um, uh, functionality. Um, you can have... Uh, controlled functionality so with particle sizes as opposed to emulsions we can control the release the onset and that is huge for personalized uh, medicine and also like the efficacy Uh, nanoparticles are five times or more effective than um, isolate and so you know when you are disrupting with that kind of factor of five um, cost goes down, you're able to really get to the, the, uh, the, the, the performance of the large CPG companies that have been seeing prices that are, don't fit with the rest of their standards.
2: I have one quick question and then unfortunately we got to wrap up. The education that I feel like is going to be necessary, not only on a consumer level, but the education you're going to have to give to a Procter & Gamble that you're going to have to provide to these companies looking for your formulations, to me, is, is starting from square, not even one, square like negative
5: one. Right. Um, so that's why the first step for me was to bring people from that world. In the cannabis supply chain, in the CBD, the miners, it's cannabis people. They don't, we, I didn't know the first thing about CPG. I, I didn't even intend to learn it. I just brought those guys to me and to sure tell enough. me what are the standards and how do we need to make cannabinoids ingredients to work for these people?
2: Yeah, no, the great answer, honestly. And I think that's been an answer across the board with a lot of leadership we've seen from finance to CPG execs jumping in. It seems like you are uh, doing some great things there, Rudy. This is a far from over conversation. I want to keep up with you uh, because I feel like the partnerships you make uh, are going to be super, uh, super exciting for the industry as a whole.
5: And yeah, yeah, we're touching on the THC as well uh, through licensing deals. Uh, providing them the, the technology so that they can do it in their labs. And so we're excited to, to power some edibles with controlled and time release and things like that. Awesome. Uh, patches to it. Rudy,
2: uh, Rudy Ellenbogen, the man over at Plant of Scientific. Appreciate you being here, sir. It's really good to see you again. Uh, you we so will much. get you on again very soon, man. Thank you so much. This was great. All right. See you soon. Awesome. Awesome. Javi. I mean, Javi introduced me to Rudy and I could not thank you more for that. Just such a cool, unique company. It's a Latino gang, man. <laughs> you need the hashtag. You got the MSO gang and then you got Javi's gang.
3: Yeah, um, yeah it, it wouldn't probably go so well if we called it Latino gang. That's
2: probably. why I, I shifted the, the name. Yeah. See, see the the it's quick really thought happy. process there. Um <laughs> Javier's like, shut up, Elliot. Uh, Awesome, awesome, guys. One more here for you. That's it for Javier and I live, though. Uh, We're going to head to an awesome interview here that I had with Lynn Tannenbaum, CEO uh, of AFC Gamma. He talked about his earnings, which were released yesterday. They had a great reaction, or released two days ago. They had a great reaction uh, in the market yesterday. So, Javier, anything else? No, let's hear
3: about that money. (laughs) Hit it, Aaron.
2: As promised, y'all, welcome to a special edition here. We got Lynn Tannenbaum, CEO of AFC Gamma, NASDAQ-listed, AFCG. He gave you the thumbs up. He's feeling good about the report. Lynn, let's dive right in. Our audience knows you. If they don't, they haven't been here long enough. We'll fix that. But tell us, how was your first quarter? Give us a little rundown on the report.
6: I mean, we crushed it. I mean, it's... it's, uh... (laughs) No, really, it, it, we just weren't recognizing and why the stock didn't trade, it's trading really well today, but why why it was up 10% or so today, but why it wasn't trading well yesterday baffles me. I mean, the things I said to give confidence to the investors and the good news guys, now it's all public information. I have no non-public information. Everything goes into the public report, the transcript and so-and-so. I said some very important things. I said, number one, we're paying a 55 cent a quarter dividend, and I mean, and then had the board make a forward-looking state, prove a forward-looking statement, and we were pretty comfortable that we're going to be paying this all year. So you're talking about two dollars and twenty cents on what was yesterday a 15 dollar stock today. It's you know 16.50 or higher, but um, that yield even to book value at 17 is 13 percent yield to book value, and we also said that you know it's possible even the dividend could go up. It could be the same. It could go up. So that was one important statement second thing we're not going to sell stock below book value which means we're not going to dilute down our shareholders hmm. uh, you know and and if we do a deal like we did the last one it was 41 cents additive to book value which is really helpful so statement number two which uh, you know was a forward-looking statement and 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 i don't think people maybe not enough people were listening um and the third one that was really important is look this yield environment's getting better and so our yields are going, we believe our yields are going to be relatively consistent with the 18% yield to maturity, which is sort of the worst case scenario for us. And so that's another really positive. So three really good positives. We have no non-accruals. We, you know, we're, we're, we're doing really well. The team is feeling really good. And uh, it is reflected in today today's move, I think, in the stock on volume. But I was surprised it wasn't reflected yesterday.
2: It's just there's probably somebody found AFCG with the word cannabis and thought the devil. It's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's that's what I imagine is happening. So talk to let's let's dive into the first statement uh, about your dividend. I'd like to for you to help us enlighten our audience a little bit about how that compares to the rest of the industry because we don't hear that a lot in this industry. Maybe you and um, maybe
6: one or two of your competitors, maybe just one that I can think of. It's it's rare, right? I mean we have dividends but our dividends are the highest I believe. I mean uh you can go look at you know IIPR which is, which has 3% yield and in- I didn't want to give them airtime but that was who I was referring. Yeah, to. I mean you could look at the, another guy with you know that has you know a 10 or 9% yield. 13 look we've been we've been around for a year now as a public company. We've reported four quarters. They've all six we've increased our dividends as a public company each quarter. We wow. borrowed money cheaply. We've lent over four hundred million dollars, we've we've diversified our borrowing base. Which I, I feel really good. I'm the largest shareholder, and CEO. like we we just feel really good about where we are, where our prospects are, and where the market positioning is.
5: But the yeah. dividends,
6: the dividends, what, what what excites our investors. And by the way, this dividend it's even more exciting. It's a re- dividend. so you get a tax break. This is not fully taxed. That's even better mm-hmm.
2: i mean we' we're all, we're all worried about capital gains let's get let's take a tax break here, yeah. um, but that being said, you know, looking into your earnings a little bit, I read hundred and fifty four point two million in new commitments closed and one hundred and thirty one and a half million in new and existing commitments funded. What's the ideal balance there per quarter that you all look to hold? I mean obviously you want it to go up every quarter, but is there is there a goal that you shoot for uh, We'll say in commitments closed per quarter
6: no. Per- it's so it's so lumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, we do announce any material deals as sort of they come out, um, if, especially if we agent them. So look, we're very excited about the pipeline. Yeah, we're selective in the deals we do. Do about three percent of deals we see. Um, we uh, are really excited about you know where rates are and some of the stability in the industry that's now occurring. I, I went from negative to sort of neutral. Um, not, not positive, but watching New Jersey crush it—we can get into that later—is—is—is is, is really helping whoever's in New Jersey. They're just—I think um, I heard today in one of my panels that uh, Cureleaf. This is hearsay, but I, I heard that Cureleaf said on a run rate basis that one dispensary in New Jersey is running a hundred million dollars of revenue. So I heard that. Yeah, yeah That too. I mean. That's, I mean, we have Acreage in New Jersey who's really crushing it, you know, Verano, like so that there's some of our clients who we have a lot of money with are doing very well. So exactly. we're, we're, we're pretty excited. Um, uh, but the dividend is really what it's all about, right? $2.20 dividend per year. That's yeah. a lot.
2: Quick question that's not really consequential to your earnings based on that. Um, are you associated with goodness growth or when Verano um, full, finishes that acquisition, do you also begin to start working uh, with their assets as well. Um, I could be convoluting that relationship though.
6: I don't know. We're a we're hundred million of exposure across the platform to Verano. Uh, we like them as a credit. Um, our sure. large borrowers are acreage, Verano, justice grown, nature's medicine. And, um, uh, there's an, you know, we're, we're working on some other very interesting ones too. So. Ooh.
2: Break them here, break them here, Lynn. This is yeah. where we like to do that. Um, we,
6: should. We, we, we should, we should break the next one there. We have to close it. These things, have a life of their own. You know, it, we, we've sometimes been in a term sheet for 10 months and have not closed. There's one of those. Uh, and then There's another one, you know, that, uh, you know, we're, we're working hard on and that we hope to close the next couple of weeks. But it, there's no guarantee that anything closes when we want it to. Absolutely.
2: Um, you know, we can't have a, an interview here with you, Ling, without discussing um, the $60 million revolving credit facility. Ah. with two FDIC insured banks, just really quickly. I know you could probably talk on this for the next hour, uh, just given how exciting it is, but could you explain the significance of that uh, to the audience here?
6: I think the significance is the amazing rate that uh, Brett Kaufman, our CFO, negotiated. I can't even take credit for this one, but I get credit because he's on my team, right? So I get credit, as CEO, you get credit for everybody else. But Brett really nailed it here and negotiated a 4.5% rate which I think is industry leading in terms of uh, borrowing from banks and um, I mean, it is floating, it will float higher. It's a prime plus a half. So whatever prime, you know, when the interest rates go up, it will go up. But to borrow that cheaply, lend at 18, borrow four and a half is really exciting. Both of these banks are great partners. We hope to expand the, it, it to a hundred million. But this is another thing, like I spoke about this in previous calls and this is taking, it took longer than I thought because, uh, mm. Up, up, bank line coming, bank line coming, and no, no bank line came. And you know, it's 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 good to finally got there. It gives us a lot of flexibility, but really good cost the capital.
2: And it could be a hundred million. Uh, I mean, that's the exciting part. There's room for growth here, and uh, I love that that was part of the negotiations.
6: Yeah, it should be a hundred million by the end of the year. I mean, we should we should we should be able to get there.
2: That's fantastic. Awesome, Lynn. Any last uh, comments, thoughts you want to give on the report, or any other forward-looking statements we need to touch on as we move into Q two? say.
6: i'm excited look uh i think the analysts asked some good questions if you read through the transcripts on the earnings report uh i think there were some there were some good statements one of them was how you know how much are we going to do the rest of the year the answer is it depends on where the stock is right we're we're Mm -hmm. going to raise capital creatively if we raise capital we're not going to do deals to do deals we're going to be highly selective the goal is to protect the house first and make money second And, Mm -hmm. and i think that's you know, that's really important we we are seeing strength in some limited license states like finally arizona's turning the corner positive on the wholesale market uh new jersey's doing extremely well you know we're excited about the new missouri news that came out last week Uh, we have a lot of exposure to missouri missouri they had two bills one of them which wasn't so good for us with unlimited license the, uh, the good one looks like it's got the signatures to pass to rec so good. that's a good step for jersey for new for missouri which will drive some demand there we've got four really interesting states coming up north carolina south carolina alabama mississippi all coming out with licenses in the next couple of months georgia's looks like it's finalized with their six license holders so you know there's a lot to a lot to be excited about in terms of industry growth
2: as a new north carolina resident i would love the tour (laughs) (laughs) you you know i'll put that out there and we'll see how that goes but honestly lynn fantastic update really appreciate it we'll always do this again with you we thank you for taking the time my friend um everybody lynn tannenbaum ceo and partner of afc gamma afcg on the nasdaq check him out obviously great things happening moving in a good direction unlike most of the industry so (laughs) thanks thanks. always len See 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 you soon as someone living with lung cancer speaking up and being proactive during this cancer
3: journey is absolutely critical
0: self-advocating can play a big role when dealing with lung cancer But it doesn't need to be daunting. Try preparing questions you want to ask your doctor at your next appointment, confirming when you are unsure or have concerns, and asking about biomarker testing, which may help your doctor select an appropriate treatment.
2: I hope anyone who's diagnosed with lung cancer, whatever the stage, is willing to speak up, ask questions, assemble a support team, and fight.
0: Visit bit.ly slash soundup for lung cancer for links to resources and to learn about soundup, a patient inspired, community led campaign supported by Novartis to empower people affected by lung cancer. Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitt's in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, Geico makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that’s a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh. Hot, hot,
1: hot, hot, hot. This episode is brought to you by Verizon. Get a Verizon Business Unlimited plan from the network businesses rely on. Hey, Monica, with 5G Ultra Wideband in many more cities, you get up to 10 times the speed at no extra cost. Hello downloads in no time. Plus, unlimited premium data and hotspot data to keep the signal flowing and your teams going. Come in or book an appointment with a Verizon business expert to find the right plan for your team. 5G Ultra Wideband available in over 1,700 cities with Business Unlimited Pro 2.0 smartphone plan. Speed comparison is to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Download speeds may vary depending upon network and coverage conditions and content optimization for 5G Ultra Wideband.
3: Jeep Freedom Days are here, where right now, well-qualified returning FCA lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2022 Grand Cherokee WK Laredo E4x4 for $369 a month for 36 months with $3,799 due at signing. Tax title license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution At lease through Chrysler Capital. Lessee is responsible for termination fees. Current lease must end by 7323 Extra charge for miles over 30000 Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 7522 Jeep is a registered trademark.